Section One of Birds, Volume Two, Number Five, November eighteen ninety seven. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Abai in September two thousand twenty. John James Audubon. John James Audubon has always been a favorite with the writer for the invincibleness of his love of nature and of birds is only equalled by the spontaneous freshness of his style springing from an affectionate and joyous nature recently there was found by accident in an old calfskin bound volume an autobiography of the naturalist it is entitled audubon's story of his youth and would make a very pretty book as introductory to the diaries and ornithological biographies of the birds it would be very useful two or three incidents in the life of this fascinating character are interesting as showing the influence of the accidental in ultimate achievement one incident he says which is as perfect in my memory as if it had occurred this very day i have thought thousands of times since and will now put on paper as one of the curious things which perhaps did lead me in after times to love birds and to finally study them with pleasure infinite my mother had several beautiful parrots and some monkeys one of the latter was a full-grown male of a very large species one morning while the servants were engaged in arranging the room i was in pretty polly asking for her breakfast as usual du pain au lait pour le perroquet mignon bread and milk for the parrot mignon the man of the woods probably thought the bird presuming upon his rights in the scale of nature be this as it may he certainly showed his supremacy in strength over the denizen of the air for walking deliberately and uprightly toward the poor bird he at once killed it with unnatural compose the sensations of my infant heart at this cruel sight were agony to me i prayed the servant to beat the monkey but he who for some reason preferred the monkey to the parrot refused i uttered long and piercing cries my mother rushed into the room i was tranquillized the monkey was forever afterward chained and mignon buried with all the pomp of a cherished lost one this made as i have said a very deep impression on my youthful mind in consequence of the long absences of his father who was an admiral in the french navy the young naturalist's education was neglected his mother suffering him to do much as he pleased and it was not to be wondered at as he says that instead of applying closely to his studies he preferred associating with boys of his own age and disposition who were more fond of going in search of birds nests fishing or shooting than of better studies thus almost every day instead of going to school he usually made for the fields where he spent the day returning with his little basket filled with what he called curiosities such as birds nests birds eggs curious lichens flowers of all sorts and even pebbles gathered along the shore of some rivulet nevertheless he did study drawing and music for which he had some talent his subsequent study of drawing under the celebrated david richly equipped him for a work which he did not know was ever to be his and enabled him to commence a series of drawings of birds of france which he continued until he had upwards of two hundred completed
all bad enough he says yet they were representations of birds and i felt pleased with them before sailing for france he had begun a series of drawings of the birds of america and had also begun a study of their habits his efforts were commended by one of his friends who assured him the time might come when he should be a great american naturalist which had such weight with him that he felt a certain degree of pride in the words even then when he was about eighteen years of age the store at louisville went on prosperously when i attended to it but birds were birds then as now and my thoughts were ever and anon turning toward them as the objects of my greatest delight i shot i drew i looked on nature only my days were happy beyond human conception and beyond this i really cared not how like agassiz who said he had not time to make money as he could not bear to give the attention required by his business his business abandoned him indeed i never thought of business beyond the ever-engaging journeys which i was in the habit of taking to philadelphia or new york to purchase goods those journeys i greatly enjoyed as they afforded me ample means to study birds and their habits as i travelled through the beautiful the darling forests of ohio kentucky and pennsylvania poor fellow how many ups and downs he had he lost everything and became burdened with debt but he did not despair for had he not a talent for drawing he at once undertook to take portraits of the human head divine in black chalk and thanks to his master david succeeded admirably he established a large drawing school at cincinnati and formed an engagement to stuff birds for the museum there at a large salary one of the most extraordinary things among all these adverse circumstances he adds was that i never for a day give up listening to the songs of our birds or watching their peculiar habits or delineating them in the best way i could nay during my deepest troubles i frequently would wrench myself from the persons around me and retire to some secluded part of our noble forests and many a time at the sound of the wood thrush's melodies have i fallen on my knees and there prayed earnestly to our god this never failed to bring me the most valuable of thoughts and always comfort and it was often necessary for me to exert my will and compel myself to return to my fellow-beings do you not fancy that audubon was himself a rara avis and worthy of admiration and study such a man in the language of a contemporary should have a monument in the old creole country in which he was born and whose birds inspired his childish visions it would be the most beautiful work possible to the sculptor's art portraying audubon in the garb he wore when he was proud and happy to be called the american woodman and at his feet should stand the eagle which he named the bird of washington and near should perch the mocking-bird as once in his description it flew and fluttered and sang to the mind's eye and ear from the pages of the old reading-book c c marble end of section one